Blog Talk Radio. This show is brought to you by CoventryCreations.com. Be not working hard. Yeah, right, picture that with a Kodak. Or better yet, go to Times Square, take a picture of me with a Kodak. Took my life from negative to positive, I just want you to know that. And tonight, let's enjoy life. Pitbull, Naya, Neo, that's right.
Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Keep It Magic. This show, of course, is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com, so cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com. We have a whole several lines of candles for you if you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is. We definitely have a candle for that, so make sure that you check that out. I, of course, am Storm Sestavani, and I'm here with... Jackie Smith. You can reach Jackie off the air, of course, by going to CoventryCreations.com. If you'd like to reach me off the air, go to www.PsychicFriendsNow.com. You can also um, go to our fan page, which is on um, Facebook, and I believe it's called Keeping It Magic. Correct. Keeping It Magic. Keeping. No G. Keeping. 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 Magic. When did we fall into the hood? Well, the G was already taken. (laughs) Uh, okay. And G's on Facebook, and um, they had reached their G quota. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can tell this is going to be a great show already. <laughs> Absolutely. If you'd like to go to my fan pages, of course, it is facebook.com forward slash astro gossip. You can't forget that, astro gossip. All the news that's Ooh, yeah. that one. Good. The official fan page of Storm Sestavani. Um, If you'd like to give us a call, pick up your phone. The number is 760-539-3235. Again, that's 760-539-3235. And we will be um, taking your calls a little bit later in the show. We're going to do a little bit of a launch. We're going to tell you guys um, what it is that we're going to do with the show. We're going to do a little bit of talking about a pretty important subject, and then we're going to get down to some... Dirty magic or clean magic, whatever kind of magic that you all want to do. But we'll be doing some magic during the show a little bit later on and teaching you all how to use all of the products that are, of course, available at CoventryCreations.com. And I do believe that Jackie has her Coventry Magic Oracle as well. So um, In my hot uh, little hand. Yeah, it's in her hot little hand. I have a deck of tarot cards, so... <laughs> In my, in my hot little hands. Uh, so we definitely look forward to speaking to you guys a little bit later in the show. Just kind of hang in, hang the, in there. We will definitely get to you. Um, so, Jackie, I'm just totally excited about doing a show with you again. I have really missed you, and I've really missed doing the show. I've missed everybody that we were chatting with. This feels right and good and fun, and uh, we get to keep it magic and do it the way we want to. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, one one thing, uh, Jackie, that you know, just to tell people what has been um, going on over the last six months that we've been off of the air. Um, of course, Jackie and I used to host Psychic Friends Live. We're now doing um, Keep It Magic. The format is going to be a little bit similar. Don't worry. We're not going to be doing no freaky dickies. Well, we may do some freaky dickies. <laughs> yeah, don't promise that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, gonna, but it's it, you know, the show's just got a new name. Same content, basically. You know, we're going to do the show in a very, very similar type of way. Um, you know, like Jackie and I used to do on um, Tuesdays um, on Psychic Friends Live. Um, but over the past, what a lot of people may not know, Jackie, is that you have written a book. I have, and it's just we're, it's just minutes away from being launched, or okay, weeks away from being launched. And um, we it, it's um, based on a lot of the stuff we talked about on on uh, Psychic Friends Live, which was empowerment, mm-hmm. and it, it through magic. It's not just here's another recipe, here's another recipe. 
use this for this and use this for that. It's a book about how to figure this stuff out for yourself. Yeah. Because you are the person who knows yourself best, and if you don't, i got some tools to figure it out. <laughs> Needless to say, I have bought many cases of candles from Coventry. <laughs> It's a little um, addictive. Yeah. <laughs> to find out who I am, you know, so uh, it uh, is definitely interesting. One of the things uh, that I like about your particular brand of magic, Jackie, which I really prefer the term, you know, that I crafted for it, which is called transformational magic, um, because one of the things that, that you teach very well is, you know, you can take a come-to-me candle, for example, which, by the way, we do have at Coventry. Um, you can take a come-to-me candle, and you can keep bringing the same dysfunctional relationship back to you over and over and over. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the underlying layers that were making the relationship dysfunctional were going to change. Um, what, with transformational magic, it you know, or at least what I have learned from you over the past of, it'll be going on three years or soon, um, over the period of the past three years, is really you have to correct the underlying issues in order to either cement the relationship that you're with and make it better or to attract something to you that is going to be um, uh, much more positive for you than what you have at the moment. Can you talk about the difference between regular magic and transformational magic a little? Well, what I look at it is um, regular magic lighting a come-to-me candle to bring new love in your life, lighting a prosperity candle or money draw to make the rent payment, that's a Band-Aid. And sometimes that's all you need. You just It's a scratch. You, all you need is a Band-Aid. You get through it, and you're done with that. But if you're continuing to change your Band-Aid over and over again, you might need to go a little deeper and figure out what's going on. Um, and, and really, this journey comes from myself. Mm-hmm. This comes from me trying to figure out why, for me, it was like, why am I always struggling with money? And what I've come to to find out, I've done prosperity spell after prosperity spell, and I have a lot of stories around my journey around that to figure this out, but guess what? I'm the one with the money issue. Mm-hmm. It's not the rest of the world. The rest of the world does not have a money issue with me. I have an issue with money. So I do things that will sabotage it, and I'll, I'll mess it up. I'll, I'll not see that I have these great opportunities in front of me. I'll forget that I have run my own business for 20 years, have been on my own, have fed dozens of people over the years, and I have kept hundreds of stores in business. But I have a money issue. <laughs> so the the issue is mine. Yeah. Um, so what do I do about that? Do I just keep doing prosperity spell after prosperity spell? Or do I say... What's going on? I don't want to feel like this anymore. If it's a love issue, I don't want to feel lonely anymore. So what's really going on? And that has been um, a journey for myself, for all of my clients as they come to me, as they say, well, your candle didn't work. And, of course, I take that as a personal challenge. <laughs> my candle didn't work. So what? what okay, what's going on? What did I do wrong? What did you do wrong? And so as we start getting into it, oh, well, you know, what? if you start digging down the layers, in the book I have this exercise, which I use all the time. I just used it a couple of days ago on myself, which is the why is that exercise. I'm, I have an uh, issue with money. I don't have enough money. Why is that? And then that first answer that comes into your head, that immediate visceral response, that's the real answer because you can rationalize it away if you think about it too much. Yeah. 
So that's what this book is all about, is digging into why you have an issue with it. Because let's face it, if you didn't need to do magic around it, you wouldn't have an issue with it. Since you need to do magic around it, you have an issue and you need to uncover it. So you don't have to keep doing it over and over and over again. Yeah, that's definitely a uh, a great way to look at it. Interestingly enough, Jackie, that there is going to be an opportunity for you in 2012 for you to get rid of the money issue once and for all. Oh, thank goodness. The reason being, and I'm going to be doing a blog on this. Um, uh, I've got it sketched out right now, but... Uh, one of the things about planetary retrograde, you know, we all hear about Mercury going retrograde, and we all hear about, uh, well, that's the one we mostly hear about. Um, I'm going to right read my blog. Pluto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pluto's retrograde right yeah. yeah, Pluto goes direct later, or Thursday. But, um, oh, good, good, good. Especially with the seven inner planets, you know, the Sun, the Moon, Mercury, um, Mar- Venus, Mars, and Ju- Jupiter and Saturn, okay, you can use retrograde periods. If you know what those particular planets mean, you can use those particular retrograde periods in regards to working on an overall issue. So Venus, which is the planet that rules money, mm-hmm. um, will be going retrograde in 2012, and that would be a great time um, for you to... Uh, really look at um, the whole money issue and do um, some inner work on it, some journaling work on it, candle magic work on it, um, because the the energy of a retrograde tells us to go inward, okay? So you can use actually the power of a retrograde to make an enormous amount of significant change in your life, which is why, you know, everybody freaks out during Mercury retrograde, and I think that Mer- Mercury retrograde is an absolutely um, powerful process for us to look at where it is that we've come to where it is that we're going, and that we need those kind of timeouts to basically look at that energy. Now, the next Mercury retrograde is going to be in December, so get yourselves prepared. Right. Well, but that's, I don't know, I I, I agree with you. I, I like and I look forward to Mercury retrograde because here's what happens in my life for Mercury retrograde. Now, it's all in perspective, right? Yeah. You can look at your car breaking down, your... Um, you know, your zipper breaking on your pants, your this, whatever's going on, there's a lot of things that just don't work right for a little while. All of that, to me, Mercury retrograde, retrograde gives you the early warning. So if your, um, you know, if your tire is flat mm-hmm. and you go change it, it could have you, it could have gone blast on the freeway. See what? It, so all this stuff, it could be. Everything I look at, when I really look at things, this could be so much worse, but Mercury Retrograde gives it to you early. So because it finds out and flushes out all the little the little weaknesses. I will tell somebody that something that freaked me out. Um, Jackie went on a trip, I believe it was it June that you went mm-hmm. to um, INAT? Yep. So Jackie goes to INAT. Okay, so, you know, we were talking beforehand, and I said, I'll light a protection candle for you when you're going. You know, when she's traveling, I tend to light protection candles for her, um, and, you know, because she can't burn them in the car, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so you douse my car with oil. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, she's going, and she has this flat tire. <laughs> no, it wasn't a flat tire. My tires were bending. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's it's just really, really crazy in regards to the whole, you know, the circumstance. But I felt really bad about it. Right. But it worked. And here's how it worked. 
I'm I'm only on the road for three hours, and all of a sudden my car is losing its ability to speed up. It's like the um, the choke was wasn't going right. Uh-huh. So, and it's six o'clock in the evening. Well, we happen to pull off at a place. I mean, it was really directed. We pulled off at a place that has a twenty-four hour repair place, and the all the day guys were still on duty. So that's number one. So it was immediate service. Uh-huh. We get over there. Number two. The repair was only $250. It was a sensor. Um, but they couldn't get the part till the next morning. So we, Patty and I had not rested in days. We were working too hard getting ready to go, so he, we were forced to rest. Yeah. And so we woke up the next morning fresh. We got to the repair shop, and he said, so how far are you going? And, and we said, well, we're going all the way to Denver, which is a 20-hour drive. And uh, he goes, well, let's let's look at your tires. You're a little overloaded. Now, he said, you should be fine if you don't go over 72 miles an hour, which I don't think is a physical possibility for me when I'm doing long road trips. So, But what could have happened is I could not have paid attention to that and not known mm-hmm. and have had a major catastrophe on the road, life life-threatening catastrophe. Yeah. Because my car was overloaded. So, so that's see that's how I see Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde says, "Pay, I'm going to make this a problem for you, so you have to pay attention to this." And um, and so we offloaded many displays in Joliet, Illinois, <laughs> and then we lightened our load. We were like we we're like the pilots um, going, "Can't get her over the mountain. Keep unloading. Throw out the chairs. Throw out." Well, I remember that you put something on Facebook that said if anybody is near Joliet, Illinois, and you're looking for some uh, <laughs> some, some, some uh, prisoner, it, it, it was something or other that you had thrown out there, and you were just like, you know, go pick them up there at the Dunkin' Donuts or something. <laughs> right. I, we're laughing because we were thinking, oh, some some uh, prisoner will be able to to uh, <laughs> get he gets out of Joliet prison, and he'll just go to the Dunkin' Donuts and pick up the displays. <laughs> that is hilarious. Totally hilarious. Um, so, Jackie, we have uh, uh, going to be a very interesting show. Tell me, what do you want to do with the show? What I what I want to do with the show is um, that we experience life together. Mm-hmm. What I want to do is I want to take a look at all these things that are happening in the world and be able to share it with each other, talk about its magical significance, um, whether it's something that's happening with J-Lo <laughs> or, or something that's happening in our day-to-day. Yeah. How is this affecting us? How can we look at this? How, um, how do we take this energy and wrap ourselves up in it and use it for, for our benefit? Because that's really what this is all about. Yeah, I th- I think that you know that's one of the things that you know when we first started doing uh uh psychic friends live um one of the things that I immediately got from people were a bunch of letters because they didn't they didn't understand the format in the beginning they didn't uh they didn't understand that um the show was content driven not reading driven 
Um, and it took them a while to basically accept the particular format. When we went off of the air, you would not re- you would not believe, Jackie, the number of people that would write to me and say, oh, my God, when are you going back on the air? I need to know about what is going on in Libya, and I need to know about what is going on here, and, you know, that you all did this in such a spectacular way when, you know, moving uh, these broad, huge topics into metaphysics. And I, you know my theory. It's either all metaphysical or nothing is metaphysical, one or the other. Um, and uh, <laughs> I really look forward to a lot of the stuff that's going to be going on. Maybe even Jackie and I will sit on election day night the whole time on the radio. You don't know. We might. We could. It would be hilarious. We might. Only if we turned into a drinking game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every state that turns blue, you take a shot. (laughs) Every time that it turns two or red, you take two shots because you're going to need it by the end of the night. So it'll be it, it, it'll it'll definitely um, uh, be very interesting. Um, tell me, Jackie, who are some of the, you know? One of the things that we're going to do with this show that's going to be a little bit different is that we're going to bring on um, a lot of the um, stores that um, do a business with Coventry and feature their particular uh, stores on our show and basically, you know, what these particular stores have to offer if people are on um, uh, vacation or whatever in a particular area. Um, Talk about what is going on with stores right now in the metaphysical industry, where you feel that um, social media and uh, this radio show can help them. I think people are forgetting to go into the store. Um, it's we. If you think about it, the store is the seed. It's the hub that um, gets you the information when you need it. They're they're the experts. They're really in the metaphysical world. They're the clergy, yeah. um, whether they want to to be that or not, because this is who people go to for their spiritual resource. And sometimes in the metaphys, excuse me, in this internet world, in this 21st century. We don't have time. We don't feel we have time to stop in the store, or uh, we'll just try and purchase online, and you know we'll find it cheaper on Amazon or or some something like that. But one of the things you want to remember is that the stores they're the ones who are going to support your community back, and um, they're the ones who are going to respend their money in your community by employing people, mm-hmm. participating, etc. Amazon's not going to do it. Amazon has no idea where your community is and that it even exists. So so that's what I one of the things I do want to do is remind people to go back to the store, to, to go back to that core resource. And and that's where you're that's where you're going to make some miracles happen for yourself because you're going to be in the right place at the right time with the right people. That doesn't happen online unless you're on match.com. But yeah. <laughs> And we can get into a lot of technical rituals, like um, which one is coming up? I forget what it's called. Oh, the um, hands-on prosperity lamp workshop. Oh, well, um, the, well, you have that one that's coming up um, this weekend, I believe. But which is in, in, in the Wiccan tradition, what do they call um, oh. the equinox? <laughs> yes, the autumnal equinox. Yeah. Um, that's coming up. There's a couple of different names depending on which um, tradition you you follow. Like a shlakamalakamani, you know. Right. <laughs> I forget what it's called. Um, then that's um, that's when the day and the night is equal. This is there's two points um, two points in the year um, that the there's a spring equinox and the fall equinox. Where now the difference, Jackie, is is that you can go onto um, a site like Amazon. 
and purchase stuff, but you don't know necessarily whether or not that that's actually the stuff that is going to uh, to work for you for that particular um, um, uh, for that particular ritual. But say, for example, you go to um, Lorian's shop in Napa Valley. You may mm-hmm. she may be able to guide you better in regards to what to purchase for your particular ritual. Or she may be having a public ritual that you get invited yeah. to, and you can meet more community members. That's really what um, a lot of times the there's um, 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 in I, all of a sudden I forgot their name. So there's the um, Mystic Store in Virginia, and uh, oh, I'm just upset that I forgot their name at the moment. But they are the community hub. They hold drumming nights and they hold rituals. They hold full moon rituals. They have women's groups. They have um, all of these different things that that they do. You you're not going to get it online, and you're not. And and what happens is that you find a community, and it might you might have to go through a couple of stores to find a community that you connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it may not be a metaphysical store. It may be. Um, you know, um, more of an herbal store or something like that. But but go local. Local is important. Local is what keeps us all all running. Mystic Moon, thank you. It's my my fi- my brain finally kicked in. Mystic Moon out in Virginia, an amazing space that's all community supported. Um, when it, I just re- I just listened to this report this morning about this experiment that they were doing on rats. Not that I am for experimenting with animals, but what they did is they put rats in individual cages where they had all the wheels and all the things and they had the right amount of food. And then they put these rats in a community cage. Mm-hmm. And the rats in the community cage were healthier than the rats that were individual. I think we should do that with two-legged rats. I I do, too. I think it would be but, just much more productive. <laughs> <laughs> The two-legged rats, you know, <laughs> and we definitely have candles for them. <laughs> so, what do you want to get out of this? Get, what do you want to bring to this uh, Keep It Magic show? Um, I think, I, well, because of the fact that um, I study so many things all the time, I think I want to add a lot more of the things that I study. I think I want a lot, add a lot more um, uh, uh, Kabbalistic theory and a lot more Kabbalistic uh, magical concepts. Um, uh, well, you know I like that. Yeah, um, a lot more astrology than we used before, um, uh, because I think that the you know understanding how to work with the particular energies that are available, I think is extremely extremely important. Um, and there's a lot of people that do not even know that there is a system called astrology. Well, they, you know they think that astrology is you know go look at your sun sign, but they don't realize that there's a system of astrology that basically um, allows allows you to know exactly the energy that you have to work with at any given particular time um, uh, and how to use that in an advantageous sort of way, um, especially with with magic, with inner work, with improving your relationships, improving your money, improving your career. Um, so I want to work with that. Um, I want to work a lot with um, pop cultures and, and, and what does... Uh, what is happening out in the world um, uh, mean for us on a personal level because I do think that uh, the outer cosm is kind of a macrocosm of what is the microcosm on the inside of all of us. 
as yeah. it's currently going on. And, and, and at yeah. least, at least, what it will do, because I think that the only way to change the planet is to change ourselves, really. Um, I love that we're going to address even these things that seem so um, bling, these things that seem so, uh, that they don't really affect our lives, but yet they do. You know, I, I know I giggled and said we'd talk about J-Lo, but yeah. you don't realize how much these um, different stars and in, are influencing our lives, even because they influence the lives of the people around them. So if we start to understand what's going on, then we're powered. We're empowered to be able to do what we need to do. Well, a lot of people, you know, well, I'm sure everybody knows now that Jennifer Lopez is divorcing her husband, Mark Anthony. But, um, you know, I think that there's something that we can learn in regards to that, and that was an issue in which you have two um, extremely dominant personalities that are trying to have a relationship together in the entertainment industry. And, you, you know, uh, it's very, very difficult. And, you know, uh, what, if we were doing the show at that particular time, I would have probably talked a lot about it's very, very difficult for um, men sometimes to, uh, to uh, address women that make more money than them. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes very, very difficult for men to be kind of like in the shadow of a woman, which is why powerful women um, uh, have a difficult time in regards to their relationships. Um, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that are making more money than their husbands and that actually that that may be a problem within their relationship and why their relationship isn't working and what they can do to fix it. Right. right. You know, without giving up their job. It It is a challenge, and I, I've noticed that a lot of folks, a lot of women who make more money in their relationship have more um, uh, introverted husbands. Yeah. They're, so they are happy to be in the background. Yeah. Unless but they're both celebrities, then it's a problem. Yeah, and that's why I go, wow, I, if I was in that world, I wouldn't want to marry somebody from that world. Yeah, we could have had Beth on during the Jennifer Lopez show and talked about all 26 of her marriages. <laughs> <laughs> but we will definitely have Beth on in the future So, um, oh, good, good, uh, with, good. with us. Um, also, who I'm the most excited about having back on will be, of course, Dorothy Morrison. Love yeah. her. Yes. Yep, I'm I'm looking forward to She's. We were just talking about this um, last week, in which she survived um, Irene quite nicely. So, because uh, she was in the path of that, um, and she is looking forward. She would love to just come on at least once a month and and be part of the crowd. And of course, we are excited to have her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have to take a break. Actually, um, pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is seven six zero. Five three nine three two three five. Again, that number is seven six zero five three nine three two three five. And during the break, cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com and look at all of the wonderful candles that we have for you. Um, we'll be back in a flash. Do not touch that dial.
Welcome back to Keep It Magic. Uh, Keep It Magic, of course, is a live radio call-in show um, where you have the questions and we have the answers. Pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235. Again, that's 760-539-3235. Jackie and I will be taking callers a little bit um, later in the show. Just hang in there and we will definitely um, talk to you um, soon. This is the launch party, of course, for Keep It Magic, the radio show, um, our new show. Um, also, our website, um, which I didn't get to mention um, earlier, um, but the website for Keep It Magic is www.keepitmagic.com. Again, that's www.keepitmagic.com. Of course, to read Jackie off of the air, go to coventrycreations.com. While you're there, there's many, many little candles on the left-hand side of the page, so make sure that you get a lot of them. Go armed. I always tell everybody to go armed with a platinum card because you'll be able to bring some massive, massive transformational changes into your life um, by getting the products at um, Coventry Creations. Um, To reach me off the air, of course, go to www.psychicfriendsnow.com. Jackie, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about an issue that's kind of been bothering me for the past, well, actually since September began. I'm in. Let's see. One of the interesting things is that we're currently in the Kabbalistic portion, which is called um, uh, Ketisa. Um, and basically what uh, the, the portion is about is that in this portion there's 98 curses, which um, Moses says will happen to uh, uh, the children of Israel if they don't follow um, uh, a particular spiritual path or spiritual journey or spiritual direction um, in regards to their lives. And basically it's kind of a code, um, the 98 curses. And one of the things that I was thinking about as September started to come around is that it started as soon as September hit, honey, it was 9-11 everywhere, everywhere. Every TV show, you couldn't log on to the Internet without seeing 9-11 blasted somewhere. Mm -hmm. You would immediately see if you went to, like, CNN or Huffington Post or MSNBC or even on Yahoo News, it was, you know, there was this big, huge banner across that was – uh, that was saying uh, 9-11, you know, it's the 10th anniversary of 9-11 and all of this stuff. Now, oh, yeah, and that's a, and 10th anniversary is a big deal. Yeah. It's a, it's a marker. Yep. And one of the – where I really started to have issues is actually on – major issues is actually on 9-11 in which on Twitter, one of the things that was going on is that they were doing a live – um, reenactment, basically, of the events that happened uh, uh, in right. which, uh, at the time that they were happening. And I kind of found it disturbing. Oh, I did. I Well, that and, and every, since beginning September, different people, different customers were asking me, I feel like something's happening, I feel like something's going on, I'm... Um, so we, I had, uh, I looked, watched people on Facebook post that that they felt that something was going to happen. Um, different readers were feeling it, and um, it was it was we're all feeling it. It was definitely becoming a thought form again. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely uh, a rather large thought form. And one of one of the things that I found last week on on Psychology Today. 
com, which is the official website for Psychology Today magazine, mm-hmm. is that there was a writer um, that actually wrote that replaying the particular images of 9-11, the planes going through the buildings, the um, people falling out, all of this other stuff, um, right. uh, was actually not a really, really good thing to do. And they were saying that you know the memorial services and the healing involved with it and things of that nature was fine, but continually allowing um, those particular images to uh, percolate into your brain is actually a setup for post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, Absolutely. I think think we are um, addicted to that sensation, though. I think the rest of us are addicted to some kind of, we've got to make it a big sensation. We've got to... um, We've we've got to do the media hype. Keep amping it up. Keep amping it up. It, it, it was very very interesting. And then you will remember when um, uh, where I became even more disturbed thinking about it. And I probably shouldn't think about things all the time because it makes me disturbed. But <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, when I'm alone with my brain, it's not a good thing. But you know, when I look at it, and and you you see the situation in regards to 9-11 and it being played and played again. And then you look, and, and then, you know, on Facebook, everybody was posting, you know, we have to remember and we, you know, we need to do this and God bless the USA and uh, all, all of this mm-hmm. other stuff. I remembered sitting there thinking that there were minimal amounts of my of people in my life. I remember um, uh, you, Beth, me, um, and Donna Lay, really, that even addressed the earthquake that happened in Japan. Right. That we're even addressing it on our pages. Meanwhile, everybody else was going to Dunkin' Donuts to get me a latte, you know, um, not right. even knowing what's going on. If you posted anything that happened to be um, uh, anti-media or something that was not in the mainstream media, you would immediately get all of these particular um, bashers that would start hitting your page saying, you know, that it's shock, you know, it's it's just hype and it's all this other stuff. Meanwhile, there's still picking up radiation on the West Coast. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, it's interesting. It, it was just interesting to me that uh, that there were so little people that were actually interested in something that was a huge, big, gigantic global encounter. And that's not to minimize what, nine, um, uh, what, what 9-11 was, because I do think that it was a very, very large tower experience, okay? It wasn't tower, Mother Nature. the tower card. Yeah, the tower card, yeah. It wasn't Mother Nature. Okay, Mother Nature didn't come up and say, okay, we're going to, you know, bring down the the World Trade Center. It was definitely, you know, people against people in regards to that particular circumstance. But it was still, I couldn't get around the whole um, idea of, you know, why so many people didn't look at, uh, at Japan and why, you know, that they're still focused almost at an obsession in regards to uh, in regards to 9/11, one more point that I want to make in regards to this is that it wasn't. I forget when Casey Anthony or whatever her name is yeah. um, got um, uh, was not guilty of, of killing her daughter. I remember all of the posts that were all over Facebook and Twitter, you know, what has happened to this country, you know, it has become horrible, we're losing our country, you know, a lot of profanity, people being irate, you know, talking about how bad things were and uh, all this other stuff. And then, you know, then on 9-11, they're all God bless the USA. I don't get it. Well, I would like to throw another little spin in there. Sure. 
Do you know how many towns were wiped out by Irene in the U.S.? Several. Was there any major national coverage on it? Um, No, not really. No. No. There are entire communities who were wiped out. There are towns that are still flooding. There are still parts of um, Vermont and western Massachusetts that don't have power since then. But we're focused on something that happened 10 years ago. Yeah. So um, it's it's a a different... We can take vengeance. Mm -hmm. We can take... When when we're thinking about a natural disaster, when Mother Nature rears her ugly head and gets pissed off at us all, we have to just take it. There's no... There's nobody to be mad at. There's somebody to be, to be mad at here. There is an enemy. There is um, there is someone to seek retribution on. And it's it's um. But yet, ten years later, we have found all those people to seek retribution on, and we're still there, making a mess of things. Yeah, and you know, when I think, I, one of the things that I was I was seeing on Facebook um, was. They had a number of 3,000 and something people that died um, in the World Trade Center and the Pentagon disaster and uh, things of that nature. But there is no discussion about the 250,000-plus people that we have killed elsewhere um, with the war on terror, Um, most of which were people, um, of course, that uh, had nothing to do with it, were not part of the Taliban, were not part of al-Qaeda, um, most of them innocent, you know, women and children and innocent citizens in those particular areas, not to mention a war that was started in Iraq that was based on weapons of mass destruction that did not exist. But there was a potential for them, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I heard the Cheney the other day say that they, there was um, some intelligence that stated that it was shipped off to Syria. Okay. Um, uh, right. It's, uh, yes. It's, I find it very interesting that Cheney's book just came out. Uh-huh. But that's a little conspiracy theory for me. So, <laughs> so I'll leave that alone. But um, I think it's very timely that it's coming out right now. Yeah. And I think that um, he is making a power play for something. I mean, it's been 10 years. And, and, and he's I think he's trying to save his legacy. Something, something's going on there, but there's some some different motivation with it coming out now. But um, going back to to the 9/11 experience is that um, I, I think you're right with what they said in psychology today is that you're just reliving it. It's post traumatic stress syndrome at this point. It's it's worrying that uh, sore. You yeah. know, it's it's testing, and I also think it's also testing the waters to see if we're over it yet. But um, I do think there's some um, some different type of political moves with with promoting that. And also, where I had a little bit of a difficulty last week was um, all of the fear and the terror that was happening in New York City and Washington D.C. because they said that there was a likelihood that there could possibly be a 9/11 anniversary attack and uh, all of this other stuff. And I was thinking to myself, wait a second, why do they have to tell us this? And and then who is they? Yeah. I was reading some of those reports, and it wasn't um, a track-backable source. 
Um, it, a, a trackable source, a trackbackable. That's my good English coming out. Exactly. Meanwhile, you have people stranded in Dallas. You have people stranded in Kansas City. Um, there was uh, JFK was closed down for several hours. LAX was closed down for several hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, y- you know, he- here is the thing. I get the. Fe- I just don't feel as though that there's the sense because if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. All of the, you know, overly spreading the particular um, fear agenda isn't going to make um, any form of uh, uh, a significant impact on people. It's just going to make them more terrified and more um, uh, worried about things that they may not even necessarily have to worry about. Meanwhile, what wasn't being focused on all of last week because of 9-11-9-11-9-11 was that there's a serious job issue that's currently going on in the United States and uh, uh, it's something that seriously needs to be addressed along with you know what is happening to many businesses as well and basically I get the feeling as though here that this is where we should be focused is um, more on first of all what did what did 9-11 teach us um, and where do we go from here? One of the things that Kabbalah teaches, Jackie, is that whenever you're still in the moment of uh, of what is going on and you're still looking at the situation or you're still looking at the circumstance or um, you're still caught up in the emotion of events, that you're still in the curse, that you're still in the 9-11 mentality. Um, uh, and, you know, it, really what it is that we should be doing, especially after 10 years, is looking at how do we make a significant change in the future um, so that this doesn't happen again. And I hate to say this, Jackie, and I know that I'll probably receive hate mail, but I don't think that we've really learned any lessons at all. In fact, if anything, we've become worse as a country. I I have to agree with you. This is a conversation that uh, my husband and I were having about um, our current state of our um, of our military and where they are in the world, which is going wider and wider. And um, I'm very frustrated. I'm very frustrated that that there are kids who don't have books to go to school, but we have um, soldiers out there in other countries killing kids, killing parents of other children. I, I mean, this is this is a skewed. Yeah. This is a really skewed um, um, attitude we have. But I think that attitude reflects how many of us. I don't include myself in that statement, but how many of us deal with life, meaning that it's easier to focus on the faults of someone else than it is your own. Yeah. And and um, I I think that we we do get stuck in this. I mean, just on the grand scheme. We are we're still stuck in this. This we're still at war. We're still at war with many countries. Yeah. And and but the leaders of those wars have been destroyed, and their co and their their next level of generals have been destroyed. So why are we still there? What we've done is we've created a mess we can't clean up. But but that's you know. But when we bring it closer to home, um, I was just having this discussion with my daughter a couple of weeks ago when she kept going on and on about some toy I threw away when she was five years old. <laughs> and and uh, and I said, it's really time to get over this. That was nine years ago. Um, you have moved on to many greater and grander toys. And 
and and you know you have to get into the reality of that toy was thrown away because you weren't using it, you weren't playing with it. It wasn't you know so so there's there's that reality too. But it's like it's it's nine years ago. Are you gonna let this define you? Is this defining you? Is this lack of this toy is a definition of of who Rebecca is? And then I stopped talking and went, oh wait, that applies to me. <laughs> Carolyn in the chat room is stating that you ruined your daughter's life. You are so mean. <laughs> I am. I know. And I ruin her life on a daily basis by making her grow up and be a a, um, a welcome member of society. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I think that um, uh, that should have possibly been a large lesson um, in regards to. 9/11 is really, you know, first of all, looking at what happened. I mean, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't make a better tower card um, in regards to in, in regards to the tarot, which is the, the tower card for me at least is kind of up the shake up of existing ideals or, or existing um, structures that are really no longer working um, for the individual, um, and I think that in this case. You know, a lot of our particular focus as a country has really been on, um, uh, you know, finances and money and physical things. And I remember when 9-11 happened, Ari Fleischer, who was the press secretary at the time, was running around saying that the American life was blessed and everybody should go out and spend and that we shouldn't stop spending and all of this other stuff. And it really, really interests me that symbolically they hit the heart of our um, financial center, and then ten years later, we're on the verge of another recession. Yeah, well, and it it goes if you look at you know taking down the infidels, meaning us, we are Americans were the infidels because we again, like you said, we're so focused on money and so focused yeah. on um, the material things in life. Um, you're right; we haven't learned. We haven't learned because what they were so frustrated, what these terrorists were using as their call to arms, was our intolerance of the cultures of the people around us. Mm-hmm. And what do I see right now is the people who are intolerant, the people who are saying, um, if you haven't figured out how to make this work for yourself, you're worth nothing financially or, or worthy of nothing financially, are the people who have the loudest voice today. So the people who are proud of how many, um, with some, what is it? Uh, somebody posted in the in the chat room how um, uh, the one of the presidential uh, candidates in the Republican side was bragging about how many people they had put to get put to death in Texas, mm-hmm. and people cheered. These are the people who are having the loudest voice right now, are the people who are intolerant. So um, we've as as a uh, country. We had acted intolerant of the beliefs, which include the political structures of other countries. And um, and I'm not going to be a Pollyanna here and say mm-hmm. they're great and we're not. We all have issues. Um, but it just got worse. I, and, and I think that what we're losing, and, and you see this in, in every walk of life, um, I think that one of the things that we're losing, uh, Jackie, is, is human decency. Um, that um, oftentimes what it is that we may particularly see about the outer world um, is what it is that we're seeing based upon um, our upbringing, our environment, our um, 
uh, personal complexes, our uh, familial complexes, our uh, racial and societal complexes. And we're looking at life through those particular glasses. Um, and I think that there is um, so much of a focus um, at not allowing other people to be who they are that, uh, you know, we have become so one-sided that basically that that's what's causing a lot of these reactions. And somebody had asked me last week, you know, why are we going through this as a country and why are we doing all this stuff? And I'm just like, um, karma, that's all that I have to say. That's a very interesting perspective on it because we are, we've had an opportunity to rise above. Yeah. And we sank lower, I think. And I and I'm um I'm very frustrated that the people who have a reasonable voice, who see this, who who want to see this change, their voices are drowned out, are allowed to be drowned out. They're and they're allowing themselves to be drowned out by this unreasonable nature. So I'm wondering where are we supposed to go to when people aren't walking in fear anymore? Well, you know, fear is a business. Yeah. There is the business that is fear that sells newspapers, that sells TV programs. It gets people to donate to political campaigns. It gets people to buy things because you won't be cool enough or, or great enough or hear well enough or whatever. It Fear is it, it, it is a legitimate business strategy. So I, I think it fits within the political strategy. I think it fits within our own personal emotional strategies too. Um, that fear or, retru- or retribution or... Um, um, cause and effect. We, you know, we 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 motivate ourselves that way. Uh-huh. So I think we need to, if we can start moving beyond it personally, then we can start cre- um, changing the collective. Yeah, exactly. I, I I agree, and I think that that's basically what has to happen in regards to these particular circumstances is that we have to change, uh, you know, the only way that we can change the collective is basically to change ourselves uh, and look at these uh, uh, very uh, large issues um, uh, of, you know, for example, that there's a big money problem at the moment uh, in regards to the country and looking at all of these particular issues and bringing it down to the personal level, I think is, uh, you know, is what it is that we need to do. Um, Jackie and I are going to take a quick break, and then on the other side we're going to take some calls and we're going to talk about how to um, move from a curse to a blessing magically. Uh, pick up the phone and give us a call because we will be taking calls in the next half hour. That's 760-539-3235. Again, that's 760 760- Five three nine three two three five. You're listening to Keep It Magic. Go over and visit our sponsor, CoventryCreations.com, during the break. Do not shut, shut, touch that dial. We'll be back in a flash. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind, wanting to start again? Like a house of cards, one blow from caving in. Do you ever feel already buried deep? Six feet on the screens, but no one seems to hear a thing. Do you know that there's still a chance for you? Cause there's a spark in you. You just gotta ignite the light and let it shine. 
how would this individual deal with this using transformational magic? And uh, and basically, you know, I think oftentimes that these difficulties that we go through in our life, which in Kabbalah they call chaos, um, are basically warning signs that something is not working properly. Absolutely. I use those as warning signs in my own personal life that things are not working properly. Um, I had my own little tower card last week with no power, no internet, no phone. No no, no candle making, no candle ordering, no candle selling. It was a crazy week. Yeah. Um, and um, it was a giant wake-up call for me that things were not working right in my life. I wasn't paying attention to a few things. And really... It's not that this happened because I wasn't paying attention. My reaction was so dramatic and and um destructive for me because I wasn't paying attention. So it's it's things happen all around you. There's random acts of the world, random acts of energy is what I call them. Um and the it's that's not where the challenge is. It happens. It happens to all of us. Where the challenge is is how we react to it. And so I think that these um the, the, these little tower moments give us an opportunity to say this isn't working. I'm going to look at it in a different way. And what what I did, well, for what I have in my hands right now is the Coventry Magic Oracle. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know what the Coventry Magic Oracle is, it is an oracle that I created where it has um, a card for each product I make. And on each card, there's the message from the product the spell or the blessing or the words of wisdom. And then there's five additional messages, one for prosperity, one for love, one for healing, one for protection, one for clearing. My theory is, my experience and my knowing is, is that whatever energy that is around you, if you look at it in a different perspective, if you address its perspective, it can change your life. So anything can be used in any direction, just like um, you you can use um, that same herb in four or five different ways. Mm-hmm. Or, or in in many different way, meals. So what I what I did is I drew some cards, and I drew three different readings because we have different types of people out here mm-hmm. um, of what to do to make some transformational magic. And um, as with any good reading and any good cards, you have to know your spread first. And so this is a, a combination to break through the block that you're experiencing and get to the other side of it to achieve that goal. So I have a card to overcome your challenge, a card to help you transform your fears into strengths, and then the the last card is to create what you desire. And I find it really, every time I do these cards, I astound myself. So the card to overcome your challenge is the high altar. Mm -hmm. And what I see with that one, it's this is... You have to go to a higher place. To overcome your challenge, you have to look at this from a higher perspective. You need to bring the divine into it. You need to understand your connection with divinity, not what the divine's plan is, but understand your connection with divinity, that you are not the end-all, be-all, and that there are, there are many voices that can help direct you. Um, the next card is the... Uh, help you transform your fears into strengths. And this is very interesting. Again, scales of justice. And I found that very interesting is that um, when you are living in fear, you are 
you feel that the world is being unjust. Mm-hmm. Isn't that very true? When you're yeah. afraid, you feel that you're not going to get your peace, or somebody's going to commit a crime against you, or or you're going to, you know, all those things. It's it's the world is not just. I I just that fascinates me that the scales of justice came up, came to transfer your fears into strengths to understand that um, what you need to heal here is that you've passed some judgment on yourself. And 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 what you're doing is you're reflecting that back. The last card, which is to help you create what you desire, is spell reversal. Yeah. And and I think it's about reversing that fortune. It's about um, uh, turning these things around to look at the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this whole message is to rise above, stop judging yourself and, and putting that judgment out into the rest of the world, and let's look at the other side of it. So turning a curse into a blessing is about stopping that judgment and saying, how do I partake in this? What is the other side of this? It's literally making a choice of doing it. Isn't I, it? I just find it really fascinating, those three cards, the way they came up. I, I agree with you completely. The other thing that that is interesting in regards to um, the numerology, because, uh, you know, if you start studying Kabbalah intensely, they question everything, every dot, every letter, everything. Um, uh in any form of uh, Kabbalistic work. So basically, the number 98, which is the number of curses that are in um, uh, the portion um, of Kitavo, um, what that adds up to numerologically in the tarot is the number 17, which is the star card. Well, and that's right after... After the tower, yeah. Um, So it's basically... I, I think that oftentimes what it is that we have to do in regards to when um, when problems happen, um, when difficulties uh, come about, when we are um, overwhelmed by our circumstances, when uh, uh, stuff seems to be affecting us, okay? We have to look outside of the momentary what it is that's going on in our life and try to, and I'm going to teach you all a nice little word today. It's called teleological. Um, and what the word means, teleological, is is through whatever experience that we're going through, that there's some form of a meaning for that particular uh, situation, for that particular um, incident, and it's moving us basically from point A to point B. And uh, there's a lot of people, and let, let me give a, a fast example. A lot of people feel very, very stuck in their job. They're only there because of the, of, uh, the benefits. They're only there for um, uh, the health insurance. They're only there for the 401k plan. They hate the job. They hate their boss. They hate what they're doing. They're not living out their particular potential and that they're staying in that particular circumstance for fear of moving out beyond it. Um, and then what happens is is that, you know, one day that they get laid off from their job and they're in the, oh, my God, I don't have a job. I don't have a job. You know, the world is falling apart everything's going on. This particular event may have just been the universe doing the job that you were not able to do for yourself. Right. Um, and by looking at it from that perspective, you know, while I really didn't like the job anyways, you know, this will give me an opportunity to move on and really take a um, uh, really take a look at 
um, what it is that uh, that we want to do and, and, and what our life goal is or where it is that we want to go in regards to our career future and be able to make changes as a result of that. Um, and I think that we have to, uh, you know, eventually, you know, sitting in a difficult, you, you know, I, I divorced my husband 10 years ago, and is he going to come back to me at some point? Sitting in that particular mentality is still living in the curse, the curse of you've lost your husband. Um, how do you get to the blessing? The relationship might have been, not been um, necessary or might have not been the right relationship for you to begin with, or it might have outlived its purpose, or it may have, uh, 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 you may have learned all the lessons from that and need to move on to something else. It's moving from that tower to that star. Right. I, I think, well, it's so, <clears throat> tarot is so profound if you look at the lessons within it, and rather just the, you know, sometimes you look at it at such a surface level, but it is, it is um, lessons, it is life lessons. I, I love the teleological. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. The, the word makes sense, too. That's a psychological it, term, by the way. <laughs> what, it's what I talk to people about all the time. And it's what, um, it's actually what different um, counselors and and um, clergy will say to you is that stop judging the event of what happened and then um, get to the get to how it can benefit you. I say this all the time. This event can feed you or it can eat you. It's your choice. Uh-huh. So it's what I say to my daughter all the time. Are you going to let this feed you or eat you? Are you going to get eaten up by all the things that happen? Or are you going to feed yourself with this energy and say, how do I use it? Because it, it comes down to its energy at that point. How are you going to use it? And and you can have lots of issues around it. I have lots of issues around my own. I'm certainly not perfect. I'm not expecting anyone else to be with us. Um, but sometimes you just need to say, all right, what am I going to do with this? And I think it's time for us as a country, as a community, um, as an individual to say, all right, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with this? Am I going to live in this or am I going to move on to something different? I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. There's a question in the chat room that says, uh, that is the question, this is by Kimmy Poo in our chat room, um, that is the question, how do you get to the blessings? Well, when she asked that question, I pulled a, a tarot card, and I pulled the temperance card, um, interestingly. <laughs> and it goes right into what we were talking about. How do you get to the blessing? Is First of all, you look for it. Um, yes, and it's also about balancing, you, you know, the temperance card is, is very much like the alchemist. It's about balancing um, out the perspectives and looking at it in a, uh, a, a, different, a, a different sort of way. Um, you know, for Every- the person that lost their job, what is it that they really want to do? Um, uh, you, you know, and, 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 and look at the, whole, the situation from a whole perspective rather than just a little tiny box perspective of, uh, of what it is that we're going through in the moment. And one of the things I, I pull from the temperance card whenever I pull that is that you're using from it what you need and you are blending it with something else. So you're using two different experiences, or the positive, the negative, the curse, and the blessing, shall we say. But you're using some polar opposites, and you're pulling from it what you need to get to that place that you need to get to. So, and and we're talking very esoteric here, so let's bring it to the practical. All right? 
you I was talking about it earlier when I talked about the trip to Denver in the car. Three hours into a 20-hour trip, my car breaks down. Really, I really felt like going home. I really, Patty and I were going, is this a sign? Should we go home? <laughs> <laughs> and and what we did is we decided to, to take from it. What are we taking from this? What is the lesson here? How is this feeding us or eating, or, or eating us? What are we going to do with this? How are we going to wrap ourselves with this energy? And so the way we decided to wrap ourselves up in it is we made a choice to be thankful. Mm-hmm. We made a choice to be thankful, and if any of you read the blogs for that trip, we also made a choice to laugh our asses off. So <laughs> we made a choice to say this trip is still going to be about joy, um, and and that's that's a minor existence, but I've also seen major existences where where people have lost a child and decided that they're going to use their pain um, to create a better life for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So it's all, that's how you turn a curse into a blessing, is that you look at it, you acknowledge it. This is a pain in my butt. This is horrible. I feel terrible about it. I'm crying about it. I'm, I'm, um, I'm absolutely mortified by it. Now how am I going to use it? And, you know, Kimmy Poo said she tries to keep it positive. Sometimes it's not about pe- being positive. Sometimes it's about... Sometimes it's about getting a little angry and motivated mm-hmm. and, and to make that change and then say, how am I going to c- create this positive experience from it? And um, and and the other thing is you own it. Mm-hmm. Rather than blaming the rest of the world, you own it. And say, this is my experience, how am I going to change it? There was also a question about what is the difference between the uncrossing candle um, that we have at Coventry in the Spellbreaker candle. The Spell Reversal candle? Yeah, the Spell Reversal. Um, it is the recipe, the phrasing of it, um, and the perspective. So the rest, there's, it's a different recipe. There's many ways, again, there's many ways to get to something. There's many ways, many different recipes you can create to do a similar thing. Spell Reversal and Uncrossing are, are pretty much the same thing. When you a cross condition is when um, something is not working for you. A cross condition is when you have tricked yourself or someone's um, jinxed you or something like that. Um, same with spell reversal. You can it undoes what is um, blocking your way or or harming you. So it's another perspective on how to look at it and get around things. Yeah, and one of the things that I think that people you you know and this goes back to. Uh, uh, to curses is that a lot of people do not realize the spells that they cast on themselves. Um, uh, you know, by staying stuck in um, a particular circumstance that is really no longer working for them anymore, and uh, and continuing to stay in that particular energy because staying in that energy, staying in that anger, staying in that that, that upset, upsetness, all of that um, is being still caught up within the curse, um, and uh, it's 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 a very very difficult uh, thing to get out of. But starting to make the step forward is actually how you begin to start healing the the, um, the problem and start bringing positivity basically into your life again, or change that will allow you to begin to create something new in your life to allow you to begin to move forward. Right. Well, I'm going through that specifically right now. 
I'm, I'm, I experienced this um, leading up. Uh, you know, it was my own personal 9/11. We had talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. We've all. It was my own personal tower over this past weekend, with the disaster recovery that we did, um, and my frustration over all of that. I found an underlying frustration, an underlying block that I had put on myself that came out during this whole thing, which is, and this is interesting, it's very anniversary-oriented. Ten years ago, um, <clears throat> right after 9-11, my, my business tanked. Nobody was buying anything. So what I did is I cut my salary down to almost nothing and for a while didn't take a salary. Well, I never put my salary back where it should be. Uh-huh. It's always been survival mode. It's always been, well, you know, I'll do, I won't give myself a full salary right now. I'll try and work off commissions or I'll try and do this so we can, I would like, I'll take what I would pay myself and we'll take that money and we'll hire another person to do this job. And I continuously kept myself in a place of, of need and want. Continuously kept myself in that place because I, I wasn't good enough to be successful. I wasn't worthy enough to to take, and for a while, for a long time, I was paying myself less than I was paying my managers. So I'm I'm like one of was the lowest paid person there. How is that energetically positive for a business for the owner to take no money or less money than everybody else? Yeah, that energetically that's horrible for a business. And I finally got it this weekend. I finally understood it. That in my own personal 9/11, in my own personal crisis, I had drained myself of my ability to deal with it because I continuously put myself last. Yeah. So that's and that's using that energy and going the wrong way with it. And so I was in that curse of poverty. One of the things I would never get out of feeling good about money because I would never give myself my my worth. So that. So that that's a perfect example of of turning that curse into a blessing. And sometimes we forget, we get into automatic mode, and we forget that we can actually do something different. Yeah, and and I think that 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 was a powerful awakening uh, moment for you because it may actually have been the seed level of why you were you kept going through these issues and these difficulties um, uh, surrounding finances over the years. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, how can you, it's like, um, it's, it is absolutely like they say on the plane. When you are getting your emergency instructions, <laughs> put your own oxygen mask on first. <laughs> because if you don't have the energy or the ability to breathe, you can't help anybody else. Exactly. And, and we're taught, we're uh, we're taught to be generous to others. To come out of that selfish phase in our childhood of where it's all about me, we're taught to start looking at um, at other people and their needs. And we're taught to sometimes, well, depending on what religion you're raised in, we're taught to put everybody else first. And and that's a, that's an interesting process. It's a, it's a very interesting process. And, I, and, you know, one of the things here is is that... Uh, you know, if if you lack, um, uh, you know, if there's always the seed of doubt in regards to paying yourself, okay, that there's always a particular energy or a curse of lack that's uh, permeating um, through the business, 
um, uh, and by cutting off that particular curse and now looking at the particular blessings, which I think that you're doing here, mm-hmm. um, I think is going to help uh, to uh, move you, you know, definitely to the next level here. Yeah, because you know you can't when you have an underlying resentment, it's really hard to 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 go to the next place. So that's what and that's what I talk about in my book a lot is digging digging deeper. Digging deeper, say, why is that? What does that serve? Why do I do that? Now, let me ask you, Jackie, in regards to transformational magic, if you are, you know, say, for example, you're in a relationship that's not working, okay, um, or that your uh, relationship with your husband busted up 10 years ago and you're so angry and resentful and you keep burning soulmate candles over and over and over, um, trying to bring a soulmate into your life and it just doesn't happen, do you think that a lot of times that, 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 what happens in regards to the situation is that they're so focused and concentrated on this past hurt that it's preventing this particular future energy from coming in. Absolutely. There's no question to me because you are still, you haven't made room. Mm-hmm. When you hang on to that curse when you ha- and you don't turn it into a blessing, curse takes up a lot of space in you, doesn't it? Yeah. Imagine how much space and energy this takes up for you to always hate this other person. And um, there's no there's no room for anything new for you. There's no room for healing. So when you turn it, start working that into a blessing to say, um, okay, what did this bring to my life in the positive? And you know, I always talk about myself and my own life because it's mm-hmm. I find it funny. Um, <laughs> but my my ex husband who is now in prison, I didn't put him there. Somebody else did. But he needed to be there. And just that just leaves it at that. We yeah. all understand that that statement. Well when I when I left him, I was mortified at the things that happened in my life because he was in it. And the damage he did to other people because he was in my life. And um and I had to come to a place where I forgave myself and I think that's what a lot of it is, mm-hmm. is you forgive yourself you gotta forgive yourself for the, the your part in it. I said, "Well, you know what? He had some skills I needed to be able to start my company on a hundred dollars." Yeah. Um, and if that's the only reason he was in my life, fine. But he also brought me to spirituality, a different type of spirituality. Uh, brought me to paganism. He um, opened. He made it okay for me to open that door mm-hmm. because he was accepting of it. Um, so, all right. Here we are. That's that's what um that's what he brought into my life and then I could move on. And I could feel okay. And then I could um change my behavior because that's the next thing you got to do is change your behavior. Yeah. Uh I, I definitely agree with you um, 100% in regards to that. And one of the other things, you know, I have a client, you know, that that just recently contacted me, and she's had a difficult time bringing love into her life. And, you know, meanwhile, she's, uh, you know, going and spying on her ex-husband's Facebook page every day and gets upset whenever he, ever he sees a new girl in his life. And, you know, he's just having fun, and, you know, he has no regret and no remorse over the situation. And I said, do you – and this this was the the metaphor that I gave her. Honey, it's very, very difficult for you to get you a chicken skin and biscuit, a Kentucky Fried Chicken, if you're in McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. 
it's very, very difficult. It's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to attract new energy into your life if you're, you know, you're constantly parked at McDonald's or, in this case, her husband's Facebook page. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not going to do anything positive for you at all. So quit doing that, and you will open up the particular energy. She stopped doing it, and two weeks later she met a guy. Ironic. Yeah, and I said, well, how do you, how the heck do you expect to find anybody? What were you going to do, start messaging the guys on your husband's Facebook page? I mean, what was <laughs> – it's very, very difficult for you to basically uh, get that particular energy going. So. <laughs> there's there's one more spread I did mm-hmm. with the with the Coventry Magic Oracle about turning your curse into a blessing, and I this is you're going to love this one. The overcoming challenge is shut your mouth. Transforming your fears into strengths is out of my way, and then creating what you desire is green man. Oh, interesting. Um, shut your mouth. Stop talking about it. Stop belly aching about it. Listen to um, stop listening to all that negativity. Sometimes you got to stop talking about it because um, we can we can wind ourselves into all kinds of things. Out of my way for turning your uh, fears into strengths. That's about getting out of your own way. That's about saying, I am getting all of this negativity out of my way. I'm not going to be a part of it anymore. I'm not going to buy into it. I'm not going to listen to it anymore. And then Green Man, for creating what you desire, Green Man is about your passion. Green Man is about using nature, that force of nature, that primal essence to just create what you want. So once you stop the talk and the chatter in your head and say, I do not believe it anymore, I am not going to be a part of it anymore. You're good. <laughs> I, I agree with you. It's time to uh, begin to wrap up. Jackie, when does Coventry Magic come out? Coventry Magic comes out October 15th, which we'll have another uh, radio party once we do that. Yes, we will. We will have a um, huge radio party um, for the release of uh, Coventry Magic, which is the name of Jackie's book. And it's and available on Amazon, and it's also uh, an, as a pre-order, and you can also pre-order it through CoventryCreations.com. Definitely. Um, uh, and we will let you know. Maybe we'll give a copy away on the show. You never know. So, uh, uh, but definitely, uh, you know, keep tuning in. Um, this is, of course, the launch party for Keep It Magic. I uh, hope that uh, you guys continue, which I know that you will. Uh, but continue to keep listening to the show. We will be on each and every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. That is 1 p.m. Pacific. Um, if you do not get a chance to listen to the show live, we know that all of you uh, have lives and are doing things. Um, you will be able to this evening begin to download the show on iTunes, and I think that you'll be able to get the archives straight off of uh, the Keep It uh, Magic website as well. To reach Jackie off the air, of course, go to www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com. You can also get a reading from Jackie there at coventrycreations.com as well. To reach me off the air, go to psychicfriendsnow.com. Uh, psychicfriendsnow.com. And, of course, make sure that you visit our website, uh, keepitmagic.com as well. We hope you all have a great evening, um, and we hope to see you all here next week, next Tuesday at 4 p.m. So have a great afternoon, everybody. Keep it magic. Thank you.